the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm so excited about this show. I think this is going to be a really, really good show. But before we get into all of that, I got back, well, I can't say back into the studio. This is so awkward to say, you know, because you, you're so used to saying, hey, uh, you know, joining me in studio is when he's not joining me in studio. But you guys remember him. He's been on the show before. I call him Bishop, Bishop Cesar LaFleur. Welcome, brother. Hey, what's going on, my brother? How are you, man? I'm doing well. How have you been doing with this shelter in, um, shelter in order, shelter in place, social distancing and all that? How have you been doing? I'm going crazy, and I've gained 500 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's going to be the real um, problem with um, what's happening with this um, shelter in place. The the um, what, what's it called, Jenny Craig, or whatever they call Weight Watchers. They're gonna they're gonna be really busy after this. What do you say? I might have to buy stock in that or something because uh, <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> so, you ready for today's show, brother? Hey, man, I've been looking forward to it. I'm really excited about it because I believe there's a lot of very important things that we need to talk about, and uh, there's no better place to get the information than right here. Right here on Black and Right, baby. So, hey, before That's we it. get started, and then I'll tell you who some of the people that we're going to be um, talking to today, please go to Black and, at Black and Right Radio, like it, follow it, share this feed, this live feed. We are live right now. I am live in studio all by my lonesome, except... For, I, you know, I got Hoff Daddy in the studio on the board, so I'm not, I'm not all by myself, right, Hoff Daddy? I think Daddy? I live here at this point. <laughs> I think you do live here. <laughs> so uh, please, share the video, start watch parties, do whatever you want. Just make sure this video gets out because I really think this show is going to be great. Uh, one of our first guests uh, and coming up in the, in the next segment is Josh Ellis. He's um, one of the founders of American Revolution 2.0, the Reopen America. I think it was, I mean, uh, I was on that site yesterday, Facebook site. I was watching what was happening on that site. They were shutting down the site. Uh, Facebook was just, and I got, listen, I got in Facebook jail yesterday. I, that's why I couldn't go live today. Think about that. I couldn't mm-hmm. go live today because I got put in Facebook jail. You got locked up? I got locked up. You know, they put oh, me. Oh, man. <laughs> they put me in the slammer, brother. But anyway, but I mean, it was like, really? Okay. So we got him joining the show today. Uh, we have, uh, I think, it's going to be a very good segment, and, and you and I, we talked about this. You're going to have to help me really, really make this segment what I think it could be. Uh, we're going to have Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Dr. Shiva Ayadure. He's the guy that founded email, the term email and all that. He's the guy that's been going after um, um, Dr. Fauci and um, Dr. Burks, And he, he has a lot of stuff to say that I think is going to be really, really good. What are your thoughts? 
Hey, I'm excited about him saying it because some of the things that he's going to say because of his reputation and his education and all of his experience, he's credible. And yeah. so when people dismiss us and call us loonies or whatever, right. a man of that stature being able to talk about it is really going to, I hope, open up a lot of people's eyes and make them pay attention. And most importantly, just start asking questions. Don't just believe everything some government entity tells you, you know, especially if these things don't line up or don't make sense. Yeah. Ask the questions do the research. And so I'm excited about what he's going to be able to share with us today. What, what was Reagan terms of the, the, the worst words in the, in the human languages? I'm the I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but I think even when we when we had that conversation with him, we are not medical doctors. We have no training in it. We are not giving diagnosis right. or anything like that. We're just we're just we, we just want an opinion that's not coming from government. And coming from somebody who, who I mean, he's been he's been getting around lately. I don't know if you've been seeing him all over the news. So when yes. I reached out, mm-hmm. when I reached out, he said, "Yo, sure, I'll do it. Let's do it. I'm win." And I'm like, "Well, Saturday." He said, "Hey, I'm there." So um, then, in the second hour, we talked to Kent Gray. He's an attorney from Springfield. We talk about uh, we're gonna yeah. <laughs> I just see his message come up. Yep, I'm, I'll call in uh, Kent Gray. We're gonna talk about you know. Remember when President Trump said, you know. I have ultimate authority. I think, yeah. you know, one mm-hmm. thing about President Trump, he, the way he, he misspeaks on a lot of stuff. He, he was right. Ken Gray joined us to tell us why President Trump was right. I can't wait for that. And I can't wait for your, 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 your Latasha Fields. She's the home and church yeah. school co-ops. I can't wait for that. I'm going to let you completely, wow. yeah. I'm going to let you completely run that because, I mean, I'll have questions, but I'm going to let you completely run that because I think that's going to be a good segment for today. What do you say? Yeah, I'm excited about her because she's a powerhouse, number one. She's a person who's very, very um, committed to protecting parents' rights to raise their children, to educate their children, and to stand against some of the government attacks that's trying to take away our rights to make sure our children are raised and get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So you're going to enjoy her. And and I think it's timely because what do we – I mean, um, Governor Pritzker just called to say that all the schools throughout the state of Illinois – are closed for the remaining of the year. I think this is a great time to have a conversation about what homeschooling is and how important it can, because I've done it with a couple of my kids in previous mm-hmm. years. So it's, it's, it's very right. important. Yeah. Then we have, you ready for this one? I wanted to end what? the show with this. We are going to be talking about um, the emergency declarations, everything that Governor Pritzker has called. And we got a group, the Edgar County Watchdogs, who believe he has that's been so much overreach and they wrote an article about it. And we're going to dive into that article article and discuss, does he have these powers? Does the, I mean, where's due process? I had a guy, a friend of mine, long time friend of mine, right? You know what he told me? What's that? He said to me, we were arguing, we were, you know, cause I'm an, I love to argue on social media. And he said, and he said, he said, you know, you can keep on, um, defending the Constitution in the midst of a pandemic. I'm going to repeat that. He mm. said. He said to me, "You can keep on defending the Constitution in while a pandemic is going on." Wow! Think about that. Yeah. Think about that, Bishop. Yeah. Wow, that's that's uh, it's almost frightening. It it really is. And you know, we, we talked about this a little bit the other day. 
about what's going on now when we are afraid. Yeah. You know, I remember that, that, that statement that you can't take liberty and freedom away from Americans yeah. because they will fight you to death to keep them. You have to make them give them away on their own. And the way that you do that is that you make them afraid. And when they become afraid, then we willingly, for the, for the sake of protection, we'll willingly give away our freedoms and our liberties. We're willing to just disregard you know, our Constitution and, and those vehicles that secured our liberty and freedom. And it's a frightening notion to see it so easily abandoned. Yeah, and I, I think it's yeah. um, F.A. Si- um, I, I forget the quote. I have to look it up. But j- the gist of it is, you know, um, emergencies are always used to, and I'm paraphrasing, it, it's always mm-hmm. in an emergency where our liberties are taken away from us. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you, know, you heard that phrase, don't let a good crisis go to waste. And yeah. uh, I believe that there are individuals with ulterior motives, with other agendas, who see this as an opportunity to create a crisis so that they can advance an agenda. And so uh, I, I'd love for us to be able to open that up a little bit more today. Yeah, and, and, and I think, I think the, the, the coming conversations, I think we will be uh, able to open that up. And I'm, I'm really excited, um, uh, Pastor, for you to join me today. Because when I was putting this show idea together, I said, I need, I need, I know who I need. I know who I need to be, wish you could be in studio with me. But I said, I know who I need to really bring this home as far as what we are actually. Because this, what I wanted this to be, to be more of a technical um, show where we actually get into mm-hmm. the technical side of what's happening, what's going on. And, and, and because so many people, Pastor, I'm just, I, I, is this America? I'm waking up every day, me mm-hmm. and my wife, even my kids are coming to me. And they're saying, Daddy, is this still um, the, the United States of America and what's happening and what we're doing, how people are just laying down? Look, I get it. It's serious. Yes. But, but to, to tell me not to fight for the Constitution, even in the midst of a pandemic, even there were. Where is Patrick Henry? Where where are our Patrick Henry's of the world who, who say to the government, give me liberty or give me death? Or give me death. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and that's a good question to ask, because actually, you know, people people don't don't realize that there are people in this country, people in our government who don't like this country and would want to see it changed fundamentally. And, you know, they, these slogans change we can believe in, hope and change. Somebody need to question what kind of change are you envisioning? Yes. Do you really want to change the country from what it is into something else? And I think what we can see now is kind of like the framework of individuals who actually want to do that. They want the America that we know and love, the, the America that, that we fought to protect, that we fought to keep, those liberties and freedom. They want to see that go away and for us to become something altogether different. And if we don't wake up and pay attention, it will happen. We will wake up one morning and realize we are not in Kansas anymore. Ooh, that sage advice from the Bishop Caesar LaFleur. Hey, you're listening, to, you're listening to Black and Right live right now on AM560 The Answer. Give us a call. Do you agree with us? Because this is going to be a tough subject to, to talk about today. Uh, let us know what's on your mind. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. Hey, Josh Ellis, up next, American Revolution 2.0. We'll be right back. Get up, this is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Get up. No, I can't sing. Hey, welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, live in studio. 
joined by my good friend. I know he's over there jamming. I know him because I know how what music he likes. Bishop Caesar Lafleur. Yeah, excuse me. I was dancing right there. <laughs> Go ahead, on, bro. <laughs> I figured, boy. You, you, and, and you know what? You're more than just a two-step. If you watch the movie Hitch, you know when 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 Will Smith was like, "Keep it right there." <laughs> I know you're more That's than right. just a two-step. <laughs> so, so brother, you know, um, I've been watching. I've been invited to a lot of these open, reopen Illinois, reopen Ohio, reopen mm-hmm. America. And so I yeah. went on there and I said to myself, I, I, I put a message. I said, hey, would anybody that's in leadership um, be willing to come on the show this Saturday to be interviewed? Because, you know, this wasn't in the time slot. And I got a, I got a message back. Hey, I'm one, of the, I, I'm one of the founders. But who are you? <laughs> so I had, to okay. explain, you know, I had to explain to him who I was. But I, I, got, I got why he was saying it because throughout that entire day, Facebook was just jamming up their, 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 their um, pages. They de- completely <clears throat> deleted one. You know, without further ado, I want to introduce to my listening audience the founder of American Revolution 2.0, Reopen America, Josh Ellis. Josh, West, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you, John. How you doing? I'm doing well, brother. We had a very good, good conversation yesterday, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. I had uh, I had a great time talking to you yesterday. So talk talk to my listeners. What is what is American Revolution two point reopen America, and why is it important for my listeners to know who you are, and what you guys are trying uh, to do? Yeah. So uh, well, reopen America is, is kind of the tagline that is caught o- caught on. Um, you know, the the it's just it's a hashtag more than anything. Uh, the American Revolution two point uh, is a group of people that are that are likewise like-minded um trying to get america reopened you know the it's a it's actually a nationwide call yeah. uh for protests on may 1st at every single capital in the united states it's a call to all american citizens to stop being divided into little groups and come together as one against tyranny correct and you know, the, the entire idea uh, behind this and the, and the message that we're putting forward is that we're supposed to be responsible for ourselves. You know, throughout history, any time a government has ever tried to be, uh, take responsibility for their citizens, it ends up going bad eventually. Yeah. It, you know, not, not everyone goes to the lengths of Hitler and Stalin, but all of them end up treating their, their people badly because, you know, one person's making decisions for everybody. And our country was founded on the exact opposite idea of that, of, you know, limit the government control. You know, we want to, we want to, you know, if somebody isn't responsible, we want to make sure that they are held accountable for what they do. Um, but if they, you know, if they harm another person, but we want to make people responsible for themselves. So our message is uh, really that we are responsible for ourselves. That's one of the reasons why, you know, we're probably one of the only groups that is enforcing uh, that all of our protesters will be uh, practicing six-foot distancing. They will be wearing masks or bandanas because there is a shortage on masks yeah. uh, to protect them. So you're being responsible. So, yeah, yeah, and, and we're pushing that this is a peaceful thing. Um, you know, it, that, that's the important part is practicing the First Amendment right to peaceably assemble for a redress of grievances. Caesar. 
Yes. <clears throat> Listen, I appreciate so much what you guys are doing. I think it's vitally needed. And I think it's a bold uh, move to identify yourself with the American Revolution, call it a 2.0. But my question yeah. to you, in the first revolution, we had to uh, free ourselves from a repressive government. Do you envision that we really need to be concerned that we might be facing potentially an oppressive government even right now? You know, it, it's highly possible. Uh, America has gone down for centuries, a path of uh, slowly eroding the freedoms and rights of the people. Um, mm -hmm. What I'll say is, you know, uh, even even Nazi Germany didn't end up with concentration camps on day one. Uh -oh. You know, it was a right. long path to that. They, they held Olympics that everybody went to. They were, you know, Hitler was uh, revered as a, a great leader uh, at one point in time. But... You know, that, that path of taking too much control for government, even if the guy in charge now is nice, the next oh. guy might not be. That's it. I've, I've always said, you know, I don't trust this new breed of politician because, I mean, we're going to play a clip later in, in, in the show where the, the, the um, I think he's the, the mayor of New Jersey, I mean, the governor of New Jersey basically said, oh, we wouldn't even think, we wouldn't even, it didn't even cross our mind about the Bill of Rights. Are you, uh, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> It's like one of the most elementary things when it comes to freedoms and liberty in, in, in America. And you're not even that had that didn't even that should have been the first thing to cross your mind. Am I right or wrong, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and this is one of the things we're pushing. This is, uh, I believe, almost every governor. I know the president of the United States and most uh, official offices. Uh, part of their oath of office when they enter is to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Yeah. I, I as a state former state representative, I took that oath. As a former cop, yeah. I took that oath, you know, and, 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 and that's, that's one, some of the first things that you learn about when, when you want to come and to serve people. I get it. People, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of the shaming because we want to have a difference of opinion and, and we want to question government that we're the bad people. We're the evil people. We're the we're the people just because we want to defend liberty against tyranny yeah. and these fascists. I, I mean, I, I, I can get on the soapbox, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to breathe. So, <laughs> the, but, but, but do you get what I'm saying, Josh? Oh, completely. And part of the problem is that we don't have the same PR agents as the other side. We right, haven't been right. able to market things the same way. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, get, you get the anti-vaxxer uh, label on one side, and then you get the vaxxers who have scientists and everything. Um, I, you know, my, my personal opinions on, on vaccination are one thing, but my biggest thing is that the government does not have the right to inject anything into my body forcefully. Uh oh, oh, right. yeah. I, I, right. I, I recall some, that's a saying somewhere, my body, my choice somewhere along those lines. Uh oh, yep. you, you, you're treading, you well. you're treading. So, so, so yeah. Josh, now you mentioned PR, you mentioned PR. And one of the things the other yeah. side has going for it is the mainstream media. I've even seen some of the uh, some of the rallies that have already taken place being painted as white supremacists coming out, violating stay at home orders, uh, these kind of things. How do how do we fight against the media coloring this in a in a in, in the way that they would do? Well, number one, I mean, you know, shows shows like yours, the this, you know, the conservative platform has to be out there as well, uh, because there, you know, there is some conservative uh, media, not nearly to the extent that you know the liberal side has. Yeah. But we also have to be flooding, and this is the message that I keep putting out because this is a this is a uh, a movement of we the people. This, this is not you know my movement. This right. is not you know one person's thing. This is a bunch of Americans getting together. 
Uh, and like American Revolution 2.0 is not some nonprofit organization that's asking for donations. It, it's just a Facebook page uh, and a couple of things so people have somewhere to go and talk together as social media friends. Yes. Now, part of that is we have to get the message out ourselves. Uh, and that's one of the things that I'm, I'm letting everybody know that they need to be Facebook living, YouTube living, uh, all of the stuff that's going on at our rallies, uh, our protests, because we want to make sure that the, the real story gets out and that we can get away from the, the Tea Party style, right. you know, uh, that, that kind of, you know, the labeling, the labeling. Yeah. So Josh, so yeah. Josh, then, so Josh, Josh, where can people find, do you guys have a website? Is there, is a Facebook page? Where can people go to find out on May 1st? If they're if they're listening throughout the country, where can they find where May first their the rally's going to be? You got Facebook website. Yes, we have uh, we have Facebook. Uh, we actually have a main Facebook page, uh, and then we have a we have groups. Well, we had a main Facebook page that shut that down. Uh, Facebook did censoring us. You got to love that. Standing up for constitutional rights is uh, not free speech, uh, but. Uh, we set up uh, we set up several groups. There is one main group, uh, and then we have several Facebook groups for each of the states or locations. Um, if you look for AR2, you will see uh, the logo is the uh, color version of the American flag, um, and it will say May 1st on it. Uh, go to that, and uh, we do have a web page. We have the domain and everything. This all came uh-huh. rather quickly, so we're in the process of developing. Uh, we have a web page up. It is AmericanRevolution2.org, O-R-G. And uh, we, All right. you got we t- have a you got sign-up 10 seconds. feature on there. It's just not functioning yet. All right. Josh Ellis, American Revolution 2.0. Hashtag Reopen America. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, you were the best. Uh, we've got to have you on again, okay? Especially as, 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 as the show, as the uh, event gets closer. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. All right. We're taking a break. And while we do, head to the Black and White Facebook page. Give us a like. Tell us what you think of the show. We'll be right back with Dr. Shiva. Hey, Jim, I'll take you on uh, as soon as we come back from the break. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me at home with his feet kicked up is the good bishop, Cecil LaFleur. You ready for this next interview, brother? Yes, sir. I am ready. Hey, before, before we take him, I want to take Jim. Jim, hey, what's Jim from South Elgin? What's going on out there? Well, we're, uh, we're gonna, watching the rebirth of the Tea Party. I just left Genoa, Wisconsin, which is over the other side of Richmond, Illinois. Uh, there's a bunch, about 300 patriots with flags, Trump signs, Honking signs, American flags, and people drive by honking their horns, trucks honking their horns, and basically we're you know, we got to take this government back and open up things. And you know, like what your uh, fellow was saying in the previous half hour, yeah, yeah, you know, we we got to not let this thing get out of hand because people are being hurt by this, and it's quite unnecessary. Well, join us for Facebook American Revolution 2.0. Hey, uh, thanks for the update that's going out there live, um, Jim. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I think you're going to see. Yeah, the. Go ahead. The impatience is growing. The people are becoming impatient with this. They're getting fatigued of hearing all of the uh, the half truths and the 
you know, the stories on the news and, you know, they're, they're wanting to, to, to get back to their lives and they can't understand why there's some people who seem to not want them to be able to get back to doing what's natural, trying to advance their lives, trying to provide for their families, trying to live. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can feel the impatience growing across the country. Yeah. As we wait for Dr. Shiva, uh, Ed from Midway. Ed, thanks for joining Black and Right. What's your question? Yeah, guys. Good afternoon. Well, speaking of uh, that, uh, Orland Park is the mayor. Just I just heard on the news they're going to be op- reopening and um, have some festivals. And Illinois uh, rating is going to go down. So wake up, Mr. Pritzker. We're yeah. heading down the sink. Yeah, you know, and Orland Park has a great mayor, by the way. Uh, really good guy. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Ed. But he's right. He's, uh, you're right, too. I mean, people are getting... Mm-hmm flustered and you know the thing about it americans don't know how to be told sit down and and forcefully by their government it's 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 just not in our nature right that's right that's right i I had my barber call me today and he said listen man if uh the 31st if they don't open this back up he said i just want you to know i'm going to go back to work because i'm tired of them saying everybody that dies is COVID, and you know trying to make us so afraid he says i can't hold out much longer so we can't live absent of fear. We, we have to get back to our lives. And I agree with them. We can't. I agree. And, and you know, some, somebody that I believe is going to help us understand that is a guy that I've been seeing all over. Um, uh, he just I mean, he's been on every news feed. Uh, you, you, you search through Twitter and the social medias. He's everywhere. Uh, he's the inventor of email and polymath. He's going to have to explain polymath to me. Because, um, yeah, I don't know what that is. And he holds four degrees from MIT. He is the founder, the inventor of email. This guy, is, is he has been able to break down everything that's happening in a way that I have yet to hear. And the mainstream media is kind of blocking him out. But, he, but they have to stop it because he is, he is somebody that's really getting it. I want to introduce to my audience Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Did I say that right? Please say I said that right. Dr. Shiva, I think he lost. I think we lost him. Oh, okay. Well, we'll come when, when, when he comes back. But but I really think he's going to be able to, to to give us an understanding of what's actually happening in D.C. You know, I was watching um, Thor yesterday, and um, it reminded me of what happens when you when you don't get rid of everything when you go to conquer something. And I thought about wow. President Trump. When he won the White House, the presidency, he didn't get rid of everybody. And I think sometimes right. I think sometimes it comes back to bite you in the butt. If I if I was to ever win presidency governor, everybody gone. If you'll notice, some of his biggest challenges over the last three years have been brought on by individuals that were holdovers from the last administration. Yeah. And so you're absolutely right. He really should have, especially in some of those vital uh, spots, really should have cleaned house and brought people in that he could trust. Uh, but now that they're revealing themselves, I'm glad he's the bold person to get them out. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I think that's one of the things that, that, that Dr. Shiva was trying to, if you watch some of his YouTube videos, one of the things he's, he's trying to explain. You know, a lot of these people are deep, swamp, deep state swamp, and, and, and these people don't want this president to win. Yes, I said it. I made it political. Yes, and I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to say it because it is political. Those of you on the left that have t- taken this to a political to the political mat, but you want to you expect us to, to not be able to push back against the stupidity of some of the stuff that you're doing, 
that time is over. Those days are over. We're, this, there is also a new breed of generation of people who will push back, who will fight back. We're tired of it. You want to see a revolution? The revolution will begin, and it won't, and it will be televised. You, 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 I'm, I'm so flustered. What about you, Pastor? You got 30 seconds to respond to that. This thing was political from day one. And actually what they're trying to do, they're trying to tie this around the president's neck to use it as something to to work against him in the election because they know their candidate is weak. So they want to make this like uh, Hurricane Katrina was for George Bush. They want to make this something they can tie around his neck and use as a political weapon to beat him against in in the elections. That's right. So, hey, we got Dr. Shiva back online. You're going to hear from him when we come back from break. Hey, but while you're at it, why don't you do this? Do me a favor. If you miss any of our shows, go to 560theanswer.com and check out all of our past episodes. While you're at it, give this page a like, Black and White Facebook page. Interact with us all week long. Share this. Get your mama, your daddy, everybody. uh, I I don't want to sound like Adams. We'll be right back. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me by phone is my guest co-host today, Pastor Caesar LaFleur. Thanks so much for joining us, um, Caesar. So glad to be here. So mm-hmm. we, we were in the, in the last segment, we were uh, attempting to reconnect with Dr. Shiva Adure. Uh, I was talking about how he was the inventor of email, polymath. I have no idea what that is. Uh, he holds four degrees. Four. Four. This guy is smart. He, he knows his stuff. If you've been following him on YouTube, you can follow him on social media. You know that this is this is one of the voice that's missing from the national conversation. You notice how a lot of people are, are trying to cut him out um, as far as being a voice of reason. I want to welcome to my listening audience, Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to Black and Right. How are you? I'm well. Did Great I say that last there. name right? Did I say your last Hello? name right, sir? Yeah, you can just call me Dr. Shiva. It's Ayadure, but you can just call me Dr. Ayadure. Shiva. Yes. So yeah. I've, I've, I've really been, been, been following you and listening to, to a lot of the stuff that you've been saying. And I really love the nexus that you've been really trying to put out there between Fauci, Burks, Big Pharma, doctors and all that. Can you explain to my listening audience what that nexus is and why it's dangerous to America? Well, it's dangerous to um human beings, because we're talking about a nexus that brings us to this point of of freedom versus slavery. Let me explain that. You have to step back and you have to take a big uh, sort of couple of steps back and you have to realize what this is going on. And I'm going to tell you what it is and I'll explain why. What we're observing right now is one of the biggest, probably the biggest advertising campaigns in human history. That's what we're witnessing. And what is an ad campaign? Yeah. Typically, in an ad campaign, people create a lot of fear. This is the IBM selling model, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. They create some fear. And then once that fear is imposed on you, then someone sells you something based on achieving some utopia, right? Yeah. So, for example, you know, your teeth are going to fall out. Okay, you don't want that. Well, start brushing your teeth. You know, use Crest toothpaste, right? Yes. And therefore, you buy Crest. I mean, you can go on and on. You watch a lot of pharmaceutical ads, same thing. The fear has to be compelling enough. The offer has to be something that you need, and if you don't get, it's going to really uh, be detrimental to you, and um, you're sold that. So in this case, what is the, the thing that's being sold? And I want, what I want to assert at an abstract level, it's power, profit, and control. Wow. And the goal is for us to acquiesce to that, 
Uh, and that, in this case, the manifestation of that is uh, imagine that everyone in the world, all 7.2 billion people, are vaccinated, that you must vac- vaccinate yourself in order to be a free human being anymore. You can't get a driver's, driver's license. You won't be able to travel. You won't be able to go to the gym. You won't be work. able to move. You won't be able to go to work, anything. Yeah. And in fact, imagine this. Your neighbors also call you out if that happens. Yeah. Now, why, why is that valuable is because if you are uh, a, the person who owns all the vaccines or creates them, you basically have 7.2 billion people who will always have to buy from you. Wow. Not only that, you don't even have to sell. Right. You know, all of us who start entrepreneurial business, the biggest thing is selling and marketing, right? Yeah. At least 40, 50% of our P&L is, you know, generating leads, getting the person and convincing them why our product is good. Yes. Well, in this case, uh, the opportunity for Big Pharma, which is now a global operation, it, 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 it go, transcends countries and states and cities, anything. It transcends all of that. And what is happening to Big Pharma globally and this is something people may not understand, but I've been in the industry as someone who's a biological engineer at MIT. I create technologies that can help these guys. I know these guys. I've, I've uh, you know, um, been working with them in different variations. Wow. Um, you know, when I was a young kid. That's the part they never talk about. That's the part they never talk about when you, when, when anybody talks about you. You know these people. You've worked with these people. That's the part they oh, yeah. always leave out. You know? Yeah, I mean, I have. Yeah, so I have four degrees from MIT. My PhD is in the field of biological engineering. I've written in the major journals in the world. I, I've, I've, I, you know, I've given talks at Harvard Medical School, the National Institute of Health. I just gave a talk about four months ago at one of the National Science Foundation centers. Uh, I'm a Fulbright scholar. I know all these guys. You know, there some of them. You know, the, the researchers all know what I'm saying is correct at MIT, but they say I'm not going to say that. I, you know, I want to still keep my job and my family. Wow. So that's what the heart of it is. I don't have any of those ties because I made my own way. I uh, was not part of the academic elite. I made my own money. But the bottom line here is this. You have big pharma, which is actually losing money. Their stock prices are just inflated because of just nonsense that they do. But fundamentally, their drugs hurt people. You and I can sue them. It takes 15 years to create one of their drugs. And on top of it, um, it's massive amount of expense for them. The R&D and expense. So they're burning down, meaning the, the traditional pharmaceutical industry is burning down. So they over on the right side, they see, wow, I could sell vaccines. You know why? No one can sue me right. because of the 1986 law. Furthermore, wow. I can make sure I can scare people enough. So everyone's got to get vaccinated. Isn't that what's going on right now? That's exactly about what's all going these on. People. Everyone's like, look what's going to happen six months from now when the flu season comes again or eight, eight months from now. And let's say you say, I'm not going to get vaccinated. You know what? Your neighbor will call out whatever the, the state on you. And they're doing that now. Right? And they're doing that. A lot of your neighbors are calling out. Hey, well, they don't have a mask on. And you're seeing throughout, you know, every throughout America, people getting snatched off buses because they don't have a mask on. What is the serious nature of this 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 coronavirus? Because I, I think a lot of it, they're not really telling us what's really going on behind behind all of this. And I think. Americans, we, we rebel when we don't get information, right? Uh, say that again. What's Amer- that last point? Americans, we rebel when we don't have information. Yeah, well, what's going to happen is it, we're literally, in my view, a war is taking place now. It's a civil war. It is. Those people who will comply, and, and interesting enough, many of them are the quote-unquote multi-racial uh, yes. liberal aristocracy of uh, 
educated, vulnerable elites. They're not everyday working people. People who work with their hands, people who have a job, people who actually have to serve customers, restaurant owner, you know, engineers. We see through this nonsense right. because we actually live in the nuts and bolts of reality. But if you're a student, you know, who's studying some weird liberal arts education where you don't have to solve math or engineering or build something, you know, uh, fix something, it's all just abstract. Yeah. So they've created a lot of abstract people live in the ether, like lawyers and lobbyists and bankers. These people don't ever have to actually do anything real. Oh, my God. We need so you in the U.S. People, Senate. We need you to get to the U.S. Senate. Somebody like definitely. you, Trump, Trump needs someone like you who gets this in, 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 in ways that, that, that the average people just, just don't. I, I'm a former state representative here in the state of Illinois. And so, okay. you know, I, can, can, you, can you hold the line? And we come back, and because I want I want people to know where to contact you, where to reach you, how to get, how to look sure. at all of your videos and all that. We'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to Thank Black you. and Right on AM five sixty Answer. We're listen, we're talking to Doctor Shiva, Doctor Shiva, amazing. We now return to Black and Right on AM five sixty The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host today, Cesar LaFleur. Cesar, take it away, buddy. Dr. Shiva, thank you so much for what you're doing and for all the information you're sharing. And you uh, partially answered my question a little bit earlier because you are a very well-renowned professor and scientist and have a lot of information, but you're not the only one. My question is, how can all of these other uh, researchers and, and, and scholars who know this information, how can they be quiet and sit on this when we have so much at risk with what's going on with this virus hoax? Yeah, it's a great question. Look, historically, this has always happened. Um, when the truth is so obvious, and men, I mean, let's go back to the case of Galileo. The evidence was quite clear that the it, we didn't live in a helio, uh, I mean, a um, a, a geocentric world that the uh, uh, the sun did not go around the earth. It was the other way around, but you had scientific consensus, right? That said, no, 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 the, the no, you know, this, the sun goes around us. And therefore he was vilified and everyone else, all of his contemporaries uh, remained quiet. Why? The reason was because they needed the state or the, you know, the, the quote unquote, the priesthood, they needed their acknowledgement to survive and, and to fund themselves. Now, that, that has not changed at all now, starting in 1970, with the passage of what was called the Mansfield Amendment, which moves large sums of money from basic research, which at one time used to be given to the best. You didn't have to claw and fight and sell yourself all the time. And essentially, you know, practice the oldest profession. Wow. So after the passage of the Mansfield Amendment, what became was the scientific establishment got created, became a factory. We got rid of all the good scientists because in order to survive, you had to get government grants. You had to kiss up to people like Fauci, kiss up to people like uh, Francis Collins, kiss up to peers, right? So you didn't do um, anything innovative. You had to regress to the mean. It was all about mediocrity. So what you have today is you have an academic establishment, different than scientists, no different than Hollywood. You have celebrities versus true artists. So that's what we have now. We have an academic establishment. Wow. And that academic establishment bows down to people like Fauci and the NIH because the NIH and Fauci and those guys control 50% multi, you know, tens of billions of dollars which support academia. So if you're a young academic, you're not going to say anything. Oh my God, you know, I, I wonder if, 
HIV craves AIDS. That may not be true. Right. No, you're going to shut up. I'm not going to say CO2 is not a pollutant, right? Right. No, I'm going to, I'm going to be quiet. Hey, Dr. Shiva, uh, Dr. Shiva we, yeah. have, we have 30 seconds. I want people to know where to reach you, though. Uh, my sister at iFlourish, she loves you because of the, I saw the homeschooling, oh, the vaccine. You got 30 yeah. seconds. Where can people find you and, and stay in contact with you and follow your campaign? Yeah, so look, our campaign is a campaign for truth, freedom, and health. Everyone should go to Shiva, numeral 4, Senate.com. Shiva 4, the number 4, Senate.com. And if you go there, there's a sub-website there called truthfreedomhealth.com. Truthfreedomhealth.com. I have all my videos. They're all educational. People should study them, but everyone should go there, support our campaign. And if people support our campaign, whatever you give, um, I actually give you a really cool book called System and Revolution. And I give you a software tool, which I wrote, which helps you understand how your body is a system. There you can is. actually understand how foods and supplements and exercise actually Thank you. can support your body. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm joined at home, probably kicking up his toes and feet and all that, past the season of floor. You happy, man? Yes, with my chair pulled up right in front of the refrigerator, so I don't have to move very far. See, that, that's what you talked about with all that weight. See, that's, that's probably why. You're going to need to go visit Jenny Craig. That's right. <laughs> so so I, I, I thought that I wish we had more. I wish we had that one segment uh, of time where we could have really delved into a little bit more with Dr. Shiva. Uh, because I, yes. I, I think he gives he comes from a different perspective of what's actually going on. And I think it's a perspective that... That's 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 shunned and, and quieted down in, in a lot of political circles. Would you agree? I do. I do. Hey, I, I was uh, I was going to mention I recently read an article in town hall by Marita Medeva, who quoted uh, Professor Yitzhak Ben Israel of Tel oh, yeah. Aviv University. Yeah, they talked about irrespective of whether a country quarantined like Israel or just went about their business like Sweden, the coronavirus peaked and subsided in the exact same way because it follows a pattern. It follows a pattern. And since this is definitely known scientifically, you know, the question I was going to ask is that we're actually doing more damage to our countries and our economies by shutting down than we would have that the virus would have done if we didn't and was this intentional. So I would love to have heard yeah. him talk about things like that more. I'm going to try to get them back and, and actually do a little bit mm-hmm. longer segment on them and, and really talk about this. But, you know, normally my second hour, I try to focus in on what's happening here in Illinois. And but but um, I want to go back. I want I want to start this first segment, though, because I have a friend. Uh, he's an attorney down in Springfield. Uh, he made a post a couple of days ago when when Trump said this. Oh, when Trump said basically said that he had absolute authority. <laughs> and yeah. I, and Hold I, on. You can just hit the button. It's oh, I, I didn't know it was up there. Where is it at? Oh, I it's see in, it. Uh, yellow. Oh, oh, when Trump said this. Hey, it's not working for me. It's not working. The president of the United States has the authority to do what the president has the authority to do, which is very powerful. The president of the United States calls the shots. When somebody's the president of the United States, 
the authority is total. And that's the way it's got to be. So my good friend from Springfield, Kent Gray, who's joining us on the phone, he said that, uh, wait a minute. You know, you had so many people that were saying, Trump, Trump is lying. Trump is a liar. He's not, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Kent Gray, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, John, great to be with you today. How's your Saturday? Uh, it's going well. So talk to, talk to us about why you believe President Trump was telling the truth. Well, first of all, let me, let me be very clear. I, I'm a big proponent of the Constitution and a strong supporter of the Tenth Amendment. And so it's, it's not so much that this is where I'm coming from, but the reality of modern life post-Cold War yes. is that if you look at what uh, President Ford did with the National Emergencies Act, with Congress allowing him additional power, and then the Stafford Act, uh, which gives FEMA incredible amounts of power, and then this little thing after 9-11 that President Bush did called the National Security Presidential Directive 51. Google it. It's interesting reading. You won't be able to read much of it because there's only like an unclassified yeah. synopsis at the beginning. And the rest are all what's called classified annexes. Right. And essentially, it, what, it's what happens if it's the end of the world. Uh, the government takes over at the federal level. Oh, wow. Caesar. Caesar, you there? Could you, re- you re- could you repeat that? I'm sorry, I was I was trying to hear it. So you're saying that basically, the when in dire situations, the president can arrogate to himself power additional to that which is uh, granted to him in the Constitution. Well, it's kind of all the way you look at it. You know, you, you've got that um, the the Tenth Amendment is not so much the power of the president at the federal level compared to Congress or the courts. It really is his power compared to it's the federal government's power compared to the states. And then if not at the state level, then the people. Right. So, I mean, that is the the simple way of looking at it. But I actually was watching the president's uh, uh, press conference that day. And I was just kind of chuckling because he was obviously trolling. The he really was. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is it, it's not like this was like some grand constitutional, you know, argument between the brunette in row three and the president of the United States on, you know, what was going on with the constitution. But the point is he is read into a number of interesting, I will call them extra constitutional powers that, that devolve to the unitary executive, which is the president of the United States, when you have what's called an extreme catastrophe. And those are, you know, if the Yellowstone, you know, Volcano blows up if an asteroid hits the planet, if we have nuclear war. But it basically says any time that there's a significant decline in, like, U.S. economy, uh, health care, you know, that kind of stuff, um, military incursion, they get these, this power kind of starts. And if you, if you do a little research, you've noticed that the, the national capital region uh, military has stepped up its involvement, which is one of the things that happens when some of these things go into play. Hey, hey Kent, I'm and, not a fan. I'm not yeah. a fan of it, though. I'm, I'm you know. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not saying I'm a fan of it. Yeah. It's just kind of funny that three Republican presidents put it into place. And I, and Jeb Bush was tweeting the other day that he doesn't, you know, the president doesn't even know what's in the 10th Amendment of the Constitution. And I'm like, your brother signed the right. National Security <laughs> Presidential Directive 51. Right. And then Liz right. Cheney mm-hmm. tweets something and says, the president needs to pay more attention to what, you know, the separation of powers and the, you know, federalism and all this other stuff. And I'm like, your dad's probably got 
yeah. National Security Presidential Directive 51 sitting on a shelf at home True. with the classified annex. And, and, about it. and I think a lot of people, and that leads you into the supremacy clause and all that. I mean, it, we can have this conversation for 30 hours because it, of, of where it goes. And we're going to be talking about this later in the show with Edgar County Watchdogs about what's happening here in the state of Illinois with a lot of the overreach and things. What are your thoughts about, what's, what are your thoughts about how Pritzker has handled uh, this COVID response here in Illinois? You know, honestly, you know, I'm, leave partisanship aside, I don't think he's done that bad of a job. I mean, there are things that I can quibble with. Uh, you know, I'd be a lot more unhappy with uh, the Michigan governor. Um, as many good things as I think Governor Cuomo's done in New York, I think there's been quickly uh, come to come to the, the forefront the fact that there were a number of things that the state of New York failed to do over the last five or ten years on ventilators, on, you know, being prepared and stuff like that. I think Illinois, you know, to some extent, you know, Pritzker is a little more out there than other governors because he's a big urban governor right. with Chicago. And uh, I don't agree that, you know, I don't agree that the governors have the powers that they think they have. And I agree. The governors don't agree that the president has the powers that he thinks he has. And the bottom line is, you know, there's a line from one of the uh, books post 9-11. And the Congress wanted to fly back from their underground bunker uh, to Washington, D.C., and Vice President Cheney said no. And they said, well, wh- why not? And he said, because we control the helicopters. And at the end Uh-oh. of the day, if you're the federal government and you control the Army, you control the Guard, you control you know, many, many police forces, and you control the economy and you control the money, maybe it's not absolute power. It's a whole lot of power. Right. Well, Kent, thanks so much for joining us. Because I, I, when I saw you posted it, I knew... Uh, that the president was trolling hard. And sometimes, but even when he trolls, he he, he can be a little bit inartful in, in, in the choice of words, <laughs> even when he's trying to troll the media. Um, yeah, uh, probably doing a quote from Star Wars with the emperor talking about absolute power is a little bit, you know, uh, <laughs> over the top. Uh, but but he was he was kind of making a point that the, the federal government, I think, has more power than you would imagine. Right. And to some extent, the states have to realize they have let their power uh, go down right. as they have gotten work, you know, more and more in debt, less able to handle issues. Um, you know, if you've got no money to pay for, for, uh, N95 masks, how much power do you really have? Right. And I, I think, I think, I think, I think when you look at it though, a lot of people were caught flat footed with this, um, not expecting something of this magnitude. Um, and I think they got caught flat footed in, in just my, my, my opinion, but, but Kent, thanks so much for joining us, man. It's uh, we, great hey, talking to you. Have a let me know weekend. when you're back up here. All right, we still got to get that lunch <laughs> when everything knows, opens I, back I up. I don't go very far from my house. So we'll <laughs> see what I'll talk to you later. Kit Gray, attorney of law. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, man. Hey, um, let's take Don from Indiana real quick. Don, you have 30 <laughs> seconds. You said the president has prerogative. Go ahead. 30 yes, seconds. he does. Read the Interstate Commerce Act. Congress made the Interstate Commerce Act. The president has a right to enforce interstate commerce. The Supreme Court has backed that up, including intrastate, back in 1942. So if they, individual governors, are restricting commerce, the president can tell them, no, you're going to open up that plant. We need the commerce. There you go. Don from Indiana. Thanks so much for joining the show. Hey, um, we'll be right back. Follow me. Go follow me over at Twitter and Facebook at Speaks. 
Give this page a like. Share this. Share, 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 share this link. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right with me, John Anthony, and my good friend, buddy, old pal, the Bishop, Cesar LaFleur. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Joined by telephone, the Bishop Cesar LaFleur. What's going on, bud? You all right over there? I'm so glad to be here. I'm enjoying this. This (laughs) is great. So I'm going to let you, you and I, when we discussed, you said we we talked about this next segment that we're going to do. We're going to be talking to Latasha Fields. She's with the Home and Church School Co-ops. That's probably one aspect of who she is because I went and kind of dug her up and she's very impressive. So I'm going to let you take it away, Pastor. I will. Listen, I'm excited about this. Having She's a good friend of mine. Her and her husband, they are transplants to Chicago from the Red Stick, from down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And they're tireless workers for the kingdom of God. They have a personal ministry where they focus in on preaching and teaching the Bible accurately. And besides their many other endeavors as parents and business owners, Latasha is a strong advocate and practitioner of homeschooling, which she has been practicing and perfecting for many years. Pastor Fields, welcome to Black and Right. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. It's a blessing. Yes, yes, yes. It's a blessing to have you here. And uh, before I get into a few specific questions about homeschooling and church school co-ops, something that you and I have been talking about uh, quite a bit, I want our listeners to get a little bit better feel for your background, about your journey to getting where you are today. And I know last year you had a chance to testify before Congress and tell your story there. It got a little bit explosive when you confronted Congressman (laughs) Ilhan Omar. But I just want you to tell our listeners just a little bit about how you arrived to the convictions where you stand today yes yes uh and and again yeah omar it it it, it definitely exploded but what my testimony was to them was what what i still stand on today you know i'm one that have came from you know uh baton rouge in the south a very impoverished community if you will you know my husband and i both had parents that were on drugs you know i had my first daughter at 17 years old so i definitely was uh, involved in promiscuous behavior, you know, um, and so that that was pretty much the the tattlepole for my journey. You know, after having my daughter, I was definitely uh, tempted to have an abortion as well with her because I was young. I was still in high school, um, but my story was that I began to travail against the odds that were set against us, you know, against the black community. And as I stated in my personal testimony, I didn't want to be a statistic. I didn't want to be another number per se. I didn't want to keep that going. Um, And so after having my daughter, I definitely continued to pursue my education and go to college. Um, But the turning point, the turning point of who I am today is when I found Christ, you know, above all else, my education didn't do it. Um, You know, not aboard my daughter didn't do it. It was my relationship with Christ. And then, you know, uh, God led me and my husband to get married. And, you know, here we are almost 15 years later, you know, we have three other children. And so that was the turning point. And so when after Omar and, and the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, they heard my testimony, uh, what blew up was her statement basically saying, you know, people who have experience of getting their straps for their boots and people here sitting saying they don't want to be like the other black people. 
Uh, that was right. very disheartening yeah. to me. Wow. Right. Very disheartening to right. me because I feel like, mm-hmm. what, what are you saying? I should be a statistic. <laughs> I should be a right. number. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't raise my children right. contrary to what our culture teach, which is unprofitable for them. Right. Listen, and and what a powerful testimony that was. And one of the things that you were fighting against, what you were speaking against, is about this government dependency, about more Mm -hmm. dependency on ourselves and looking to God, and especially when it comes down to educating our children. So I want to get to the homeschool aspect of what it is uh, that you believe in. And when it comes down to educating our children, I've heard you say that our responsibility to our children goes beyond what is currently described as getting an education. You say our biblical mandate is to ensure that our children obtain wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Can you please explain briefly what you mean by that, and are our public schools accomplishing that for us today? Uh, I would answer your second question first. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they are, they are definitely not um, responding to that. Um, but what uh, we mean when we say literally to have a biblical worldview and that uh, wisdom, knowledge, and education is the foundation of educating or instructing children, what I mean by that is the Bible teaches us that God fills us with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And that is the foundation. And all of us know what a foundation is. And so the core academics, English, science, math, social studies, et cetera, those things are secondary because you cannot build those things over a cracked foundation. And so the foundation of instructing and educating children is the wisdom, knowledge of God. As believers in Christ, as we homeschool our children, as we pull them out, whatever the case may be, that should be our first priority to have them biblically trained so that they can approach the world that gives God glory. And so when you think about the words wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, what does that mean? Because God said he didn't just give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, but he also gave them all manner of workmanship, all manner of craftsmanship. What does that mean in layman terms? Does God is saying, listen, I give you the ability to understand math, reading, science, trade, vocational, expertise, intelligence, okay. and all mm-hmm. these things. And so that is the foundation that we should give our children first, especially as believers, because the Bible tells us parents are to turn their children up in the way they should go. We That's should right. teach them precept upon precept and line upon line. We right. should teach yeah. our children that they should be obeying us and honoring us. And then finally, the Bible teaches us to beware, Pastor Season Anthony, to beware lest anyone spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit and the traditions Uh-oh. of men. One That's word, right. secular right. humanism. There is a beware. There's in Colossians that okay. God is saying we should beware not to be allowing this type of indoctrination to be taught to our children. I feel like I need to pass with, the, the with, offering plate around with with, with, with that, that <laughs> sermon right there. But, right. but, but before 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 you had um, I my, my sister um, Rachel um, she she start, has an organization called I Flourish. She's real big into the homeschool. Um, but w- what what are some of the things coming down the pike that people who are operating these homeschools and 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 co-ops what what, what what's coming down where they have to be prepared because when you look at what's happening today i mean this is a perfect time for parents to start considering maybe homeschool is probably a better idea than sending them to public school what are your thoughts yeah yeah definitely most definitely so this is definitely an insight this is definitely an insight to how structure can flow how a typical day can flow with 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 the parents and with students and their parents and then parents get another insight of who their children are because first and foremost Homeschooling should be should be about character building, as I just stated. Right. And so this is an opportunity for parents to kind of just get around that and, and, and literally bring their arms around their children and get that insight. Because, again, 
I believe in my heart of hearts, you all, that if parents do not make a decision now, it's going to be too late because what's coming down the pipeline, there's a, a symposium that's coming uh, at Harvard in June where they're going to be literally questioning where the parents have the ability and the rights to educate their children. And one of the leading voices of this is John Dyer, where he says this, and I quote, that the reason parent and child relationships exist is because the state confers legal parenthood. That is almost blasphemy. Wow. How dare you think that the state confers our rights to be parents? Wow. And so that is the, the threat to homeschooling, because even though the world is basically homeschooling right now, this is not what the public education system wants. And so right. there's a lot that's of right. history that people need to understand that that's evolved and working into this in terms of what we consider the public education system. And so my, my husband and I, our advocacy to parents right now is it needs to be an operation exodus. Parents need to get their children out of the public school system, especially. Hey, Latasha, Latasha, when I, Latasha, when I was down in Springfield, we, we got a, we got a minute left. When I was down in Springfield, okay. I was, I filed the, the, the 51% trigger bill that basically said mm-hmm. if 51% of the parents got together and said that, you know, their, their kids can go to a, a private school and stuff like that, where, or, or a school that, a, a better school. Uh, I think that's that's important. I think that's important. But where can people find you? Do you guys have a website, Facebook page? Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people listening. I know my sister Rachel is listening. Um, where can people find you? Yes, they, my website is www.chessup.org. I can be reached there. Um, Facebook uh, is Facebook Now Difference. Facebook.com Now Difference. And then they can they can call me. Uh, I can be reached at 773-814-6843. Latasha Fields, thanks so much for joining Black My and sister, right. thank, thank you. you. Thank so, you so thank much. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you. God yeah. bless you all. Yeah, that, that, that was amazing, man. Um, I, think, I think more and more parents are getting to understand. We got, we got 20 seconds. Um, Anthony, I know you're holding on the line. We'll come back to you when we come back from break. Caesar, I think um, I really believe that people are, are, are going to probably shift how they do education in the coming years. What do you think? Absolutely. In fact, one of the shakings that we see come out of this recent crisis we're going through, we're going to see a good opportunity on the other side to start a new system for educating our children. And that's taking responsibility as parents. There you go. Hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Join with my buddy, Cesar LaFleur. Follow me at Twitter, J. Anthony Speaks. Facebook, J. Anthony Speaks. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me at his house is my guest co-host today, Pastor Cesar LaFleur. Pastor, that was a good segment. That was a great segment. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't know that she was the one that 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 whole... What, you know, dust up was about with with um, yeah. AOC with Elon Omar. Yeah, yeah. see, you 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 yeah. hit that. You didn't tell me that. Okay, I want to surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so, that, that was yeah, that was her. So you know, we you know we we talked with earlier uh, in the show with Kent Gray, an attorney from Springfield, about you know overreaching and powers and um, if if you've been following um, the Echo County Watchdogs. Uh, you would know that they have been on top, on top of every declaration that Governor Prisker has 
um, 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 signed or, or issued. And immediately, I, I, was, I was screaming it on the show that I thought it was overreach. And they came out with an article, and it was just amazing. Uh, if you've never heard of the Edgar County Watchdogs, go to their Facebook, go to their websites. And I'm so honored to have John Kraft and Kirk Allen join Black and Right today. Welcome to the show, fellas. Thank you. Glad to be here. I mean, you guys, again, like we talked last time you guys were on the show, I mean, it was just too short of a a segment. So I gave you guys a lot of time because I I really wanted us to go through the technical aspect of what's really going on and the overreach um, that you wrote about in your article. So let's 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 take it from the top. Are these uh, declarations, the emergency um, declarations, have the has has our governor Pritzker overreach in some of the decisions he's made and how? Well, I I think without question on several of them, there's been overreach. Um, The powers to deal with statutes is a very limited uh, power that was given to him. And there's declarations where he's actually modified the law or changed definitions in the law. And such power was never given to him to do that. And 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 what what was because you guys you, I mean in your article that was um, posted last night, it was very extensive as to what some of the things that were changed. Can you just go into the because I, mean, I mean we we got a couple of segments to 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 do this. We got three minutes for this segment to do this, but can you go into it and 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 talk about uh, what were some of those changes and why it's it, it, it's 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 an overreach? Yeah, no, no problem at all. I think the first one that was really ironic was the executive order number three, where he basically changed the deadlines for cannabis regulations, you know, deadline for submission of growers, um, you know, infuser license applications and things of that nature. And he ended up issuing on, on three different orders, continuing those deadlines. And those deadlines or, or that operation has nothing to do with, you know, a state agency's ability to, you know, deal with an emergency. Um, the law is so clear, his power is limited. Um, you know, and in fact, I'll quote from the statute, uh, to suspend the provision of any regulatory statute prescribing procedures for conduct of state business or the orders, rules, and regulations of any state agency. And here's the kicker if strict compliance with the provision of any statute or a rule would in any way prevent, hinder, or delay necessary action. And there's nothing in the Cannabis Act that, that fits that criteria, in our opinion, and right. many other opinions. Next one? What's the next one? Um, I think the... Do you want me to just go through the list? Yeah, of, yeah go of through the list. You, you, got, you got a minute and 30 seconds to go through the list for this one, then we can come back on the, after the break and really dive into it. No problem. Um, he basically suspended the two-year service requirement for sick leave. That has nothing to do with the emergency management coping with the disaster. Uh-huh. Uh, number five was the definition of chronic absence. He li- literally is changing the definitions. Um, that's not a power given. The Liquor Control Act, and that one was in Executive Order Number Seven, and we really enjoyed that one because we had already written about how that was an overreach, and the Liquor Control Board just basically sent a letter that put them in check and said, "No, we don't. You know, that's not going to be the way it's going to happen." Uh, so it was definitely an overreach that was supported by a letter from the Liquor Control Act. Um, executive Number Eight. 
He suspended expiration of vehicle registrations wow. and driver's license permits and parking deals uh-huh. or decals. That has nothing to do with emergency management coping with this disaster. Um, number nine creates new definitions for legally defined terms uh, in in one of the statutes where basically deals with mental health. Well, why are we changing definitions? You know, again, another overreach. But, but you know what? Executive order. Here, 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 hold that yeah. one for hold that one for after the break. But this is why I've been calling for the where's the where's the general assembly. Where are they in, in, in convening? He can call an emergency session and have them convene and, and figure out if, 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 he, if, he, if he's doing all this overreach, he can convene a, a, a session, create a virtual voting thing so that legislators can now vote virtual just only in an emergency to create and help throughout this time and process. But we'll be right back. You guys, we, we're joined by the Edgar um, County Watchdogs, my good friend John Kraft and Kirk, Kirk Allen. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to really dive into a lot of, of, of what's actually happening here in Illinois and how they're making policy on a lot of these deaths and how they're being accounted. And policy is being made because of it. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. And now more Black and Right with John Anthony. On AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me at home, at his house, chilling, comfortable, is my good friend, Cesar LaFleur. Cesar. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Wow, today, great job. Hey, listen, I am really listening to, uh, to to your interview with your guest, man. Please continue. All right. Before before we go back to the, the Edgar County Watchdogs, I want to take Tony from Chicago. Tony, what's your question? What's your concern? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. All right. Here's the thing. You just said just a few moments ago, and that is, where is the Republicans right now in the Uh-oh. state? Why Why are they letting everything be controlled by Democrats as always? I mean, you had that person who was on earlier, uh, the one who was going to be leading a protest. Why aren't the Republicans there with him? Oh. I mean, again, they're such cowards, man. I mean, everybody, I think what it is that the, the, most, the worst enemy that we have right now is the mainstream media. Everyone is so afraid of yeah. them. And what I don't understand is this, and maybe if you get a lawyer on, why is it that bad people always use our laws against us, but we're too scared to use the laws against them? Uh, I mean, we want to do everything perfectly while they yeah. do everything wrong. And then when we try to go after them, they always hide behind the Constitution, the First Amendment. They hell with that garbage. Good point. Let, we need to do to them what they're doing to us. And please, spread the word, because this is getting ridiculous. Thank you, Tony. Tony from Chicago. Wow. Tony's, Tony's, Tony's fired up. And, and, and I think that's what you're going to see with a lot more Americans, a lot more Illinoisans. People are fed up. But I got to give a shout out. Alan Skillencorn, um, um, State Senator uh, Neil Anderson, um, State Representative um, Bailey from downstate, and Brad Halbert. These guys are out there pushing back and fighting back. And, and, and the Edgar County Watchdogs can, can vouch for that because they know a lot of these state representatives. But um, John, John and Kirk, thanks so, again so much for joining us again. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so fed up. In, in, 
I, I don't know who I was talking to yesterday, but I was like, I'm not scared. I'm tired of being scared. I'm tired of being not and, and, and being pushed into this little corner. Don't put nobody can put baby in a corner. You hear that clip? Nobody can put baby in a corner. I'm sick and tired of being forced into a corner where we can't talk, we can't push back. But the the left, the regressives, the progressives, they can do and say whatever they want. But the moment we get in challenge, that's what I love those articles that you guys have been writing, John and Kirk, about pushing back against government. We have to. This is America. This is this is not a fascist fascist country. It's be, it's slowly becoming going into one. Am Nobody I right or wrong? <laughs> right or wrong, John and Kurt. Couldn't agree with you more. So so you 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 guys pointed out a lot of the things that that the governor was 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 shifting and changing the definitions, but you also one of the things I love that you called him out back in um, maybe a couple of three weeks ago. You talked about when he started to shut down the businesses. There was a process to that. Did he follow that process? Not at all. Not even remotely close. So, what, what, what's what's what is what is a, what is Illinoisans to do with 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 with? And when did, explain why he didn't follow that process. First of all, well, that would be a great question to get answered. Uh, to date, the governor's office has not answered a single question that we've emailed to his media people. So we've, we've been unable to get any, you know, sense of ideas to what he was thinking when he did some of those things. But it was clear when you look at the laws, uh, it was an absolute overreach. And what was interesting, and most of that was with Executive Order 10 that he did on March 20th, where he closed all the businesses and, you know, you couldn't eat at the restaurants, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of. Well, anyway, um, he didn't cite any statutes in most of that order. Correct. Um which is very, very telling because if you're going to give people orders, you need to back it up, you know, with the power that was given. And he didn't do that. And it was the the first order that actually had a disclaimer uh, and basically told everybody that, hey, if any provision of this order is uh, found invalid by any court, then the invalidity does not invalidity doesn't affect other provisions, of, you know, of the order. Well, it was interesting to have that disclaimer because I think they knew what they were doing was an overreach. I understand what his intent was, but the way he went about it was completely wrong, in our opinion. And, and, and I totally agree with you. And, 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 and that's why I think, and, and, and when you look at uh, what they're doing with the numbers as, as far as anybody basically that's dying today, I read the CARES Act, Section 4409. It talked about how there's an increase of 15% to the hospitals if, the, if it's declared a, a COVID patient. I mean, I mean, I mean, and just lumping everybody in there as dying from COVID-19 and they're making policy decisions based on this. And we have nobody pushing back really to the point where we need people to be pushing back. Right. Am I right or am I wrong? Or am I just out there in loony land? No, it, they definitely need to be pushed back and some accountability. One of the questions that we were the first to ask on the hospitalizations, you know, how many have been discharged? And better yet, where's the recovery numbers? How come we're not seeing, you know, the total recovery numbers? Because that's telling us where we're really going. And they're not disclosing those numbers. They keep focusing on, you know, some specifics now that the first two or three weeks they weren't sharing with anybody. And I, I know us and Ted over at WirePoints, we yeah. were demanding those kind of answers. And we finally started getting them. But uh, how many have recovered in Illinois? And we've got counties that are telling us our own local county health departments, and they're showing basically 100% recoveries, but we're not getting that out of the state. And that's, that's very concerning. It, it, it really is. And when you look at, when you look at, I mean, 
this this is still America. I was going to play the clip. Uh, we don't have that much time anymore. But I was going to play the clip of New, of the New Jersey um, governor who said uh, we didn't even think about the Bill of Rights. I mean, isn't that what's well, happening today? That was today? amazing. I, I couldn't believe when he said that. I about fell out of my chair. John, we should have time to get that in the last segment. Okay, we'll do it in the last segment. Um, are there any, any anybody out there? Have you heard about any lawsuits? Uh, this is from Caesar. Are you are you hearing about any lawsuits being filed to push back through the courts? Is it, do you think anybody's going to file any lawsuits? John, Kurt? Yeah, I've, I've, we've talked to several lawyers that uh, they believe there's solid grounds for lawsuits. The challenge is they don't want to do it during the emergency. Right. Um, Which I get. You know, they, don't, they don't want the, you know, the negativity and they're confident that a judge would rule contrary during the emergency. And it's, it's kind of like what happened during the internment camps. You know, look how many years it took to overturn the action that was taken when we you know, and put our own citizens in internment camps. Right. So, so John and, and, and Kurt, where can people find you? Uh, you got a Facebook page. Uh, what are you working on? Um, Facebook page and website. Yeah, website's IllinoisLeaks.com or EdgarCountyWatchdogs.com. Um, Facebook is the same. And we, as far as what we're working on, we're buried. We're, uh, we're getting... <laughs> More public bodies violating the Open Meetings Act because of the governor's orders. Yeah. People not being allowed to attend meetings or not given a chance to speak. I mean, yeah. he is literally turning the state on its Thank head. you guys for joining us. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I am John Anthony, the host, alongside my friend at his house, Pastor Cesar LaFleur. Hey, buddy, thanks so much for joining me this week. It's been an honor, and you have been great. Hey, man, it was wonderful. It's just funny doing it in pajama bottoms really in front of the refrigerator, but it was great. Yeah. So I wanted to play that clip. Cut, cut one, Governor One. You made that decision, and as I noted before, 15 congregants at a synagogue in New Jersey were arrested and charged for being in a synagogue together. Now, the Bill of Rights, as you well know, protects Americans' right and shrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit and to congregate together to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? How do you have the power to do that? That's above my pay grade, Tucker. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. We went to all. First of all, we looked at the data well, and the science and it <laughs> says people have to stay away from each other. Uh, that's the best tell. thing we could do to break the back of the curve of this virus that leads to lower hospitalizations and ultimately fatalities. And, and I'm, not, I'm not contesting that. Wrong. You know, he didn't, you notice he didn't answer. Right, right, right. Jesus. And that was from uh, Tucker, right. <laughs> T- Tucker Carlson's show. And that was the uh, governor of New Jersey who was uh, on his show the other night. I mean, he still didn't answer it. The Bill of Rights means, oh, that's above my. It's not above your pay grade. You swore to the Constitution. How is that above your pay grade? You. <laughs> oh, calm down. I, I feel Ooh. you, though. That, uh... But these are the people that are leading our country. Meathead. Are... Right. Meathead. These are the people that meathead. are. Meathead. <laughs> these are the people that are leading the nation. In a time of crisis, we'll just run roughshod over your rights. We'll just run roughshod of who you think you are, what rights and liberty. Liberty's gone out the window in, in this new age of America. 
We're no longer a republic. Well, there is a remedy. There is a remedy. In November, we need to go and we need to vote them out. This ought to be a wake-up call to conscientious Americans that we cannot take our votes for granted. We have to use them or else we'll lose our country. There it is. From the sage. The, the, I wish you to join in that conversation. I know we, we got 40 seconds to talk. Did you, the co- uh, my former coach, you know, CVS Cavalier, I lost all type of black cards this week because I had a person tell me I needed to prove I was black. You big cold-blooded dummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the club. Because yeah, I've been kicked out of the black club already. So, <laughs> welcome. So, so how has been, how's the business been with insurance? With State, you're at State Farm, right? How, how, how's all that been going with all this going down? Well, you know, we're hanging in here. State Farm is, you know, answering the call and giving $2 billion back to our policyholders to auto. And so we're just trying to be a good neighbor. And uh, not only in insurance, but how we try to take care of our community. Cesar LaFleur, thanks so much for joining me this week. Hey, you're listening to Black and Right Live on AM560 The Answer. Um, if you miss any of our shows, go to 560theanswer.com and check out all of our past episodes. While you're at it, like the Facebook page and interact with us all week long. Um, Caesar, thanks so much for joining us. Dr. Thank Shiva, you, I appreciate Kent it. Gray, mm-hmm. Latasha Fields, Echo County Watchdogs, Josh Ellis, American Revolution 2.0. Hey, you're listening to the show where it is okay to be different. It's okay to think different. It's okay to support President Trump and be black. We'll be right back next week. Let my people go!